Section 56 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The Enchanted Cave of Kesh Koran. Chapter 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. Chapter 2. Now the king of the Shi of Kashkoran, Conoran, son of Imidel, was also watching the hunt. But Fionn did not see him, for we cannot see the people of Fairy until we enter their realm, and Fionn was not thinking of Fairy at that moment. Conoran did not like Fionn, and, seeing that the great champion was alone, save for Conan and the two hounds Bran and Shkiolan, he thought the time had come to get Fionn into his power. We do not know what Fionn had done to Conoran, but it must have been bad enough, for the king of the Shi of Kesh Koran was filled with joy at the sight of Fionn thus close to him, thus unprotected, thus unsuspicious. This Conoran had four daughters. He was fond of them and proud of them, but if one were to search the shees of Ireland or the land of Ireland, the equal of these four would not be found for ugliness and bad humor and twisted temperaments. Their hair was as black as ink and as tough as wire. It stuck up and poked out and hung down about their heads in bushes and spikes and tangles. Their eyes were bleary and red. Their mouths were black and twisted, and in each of these mouths there was a hedge of curved yellow fangs. They had long, scraggy necks that could turn all the way round like the neck of a hen. Their arms were long and skinny and muscular, and at the end of each finger they had a spiked nail that was as hard as horn and as sharp as briar. Their bodies were covered with a bristle of hair and fur and fluff, so that they looked like dogs in some parts, and like cats in others. And in other parts again, they looked like chickens. They had mustaches poking under their noses and woolly wads growing out of their ears, so that when you looked at them for the first time, you never wanted to look at them again. And if you had to look at them a second time, you were likely to die of the sight. They were called Kavog, Quillin, and Iran. The fourth daughter, Iarnach, was not present at that moment, so nothing need be said of her yet. Conoran called these three to him. Fionn is alone, he said. Fionn is alone, my treasures. Ah! said Kavog and her jaw crunched upward and stuck outward, as was usual with her when she was satisfied. When the chance comes, take it, Conoran continued, and he smiled, a black, beetle-browed, unbenevolent smile. It's a good word, quoth Quillen. And she swung her jaw loose and made it waggle up and down, for that was the way she smiled. And here is the chance, her father added. The chance is here, Iran echoed, with a smile that was very like her sister's, only that it was worse, 
and the wen that grew on her nose joggled to and fro and did not get its balance again for a long time. Then they smiled, a smile that was agreeable to their own eyes, but which would have been a deadly thing for anybody else to see. But Fion cannot see us, Kavog objected and her brow set downwards, and her chin set upwards, and her mouth squeezed sidewards so that her face looked like a badly disappointed nut. And we are worth seeing, Quillen continued, and the disappointment that was set in her sister's face got carved and twisted into hers, but it was worse in her case. That is true, said Iran, in a voice of lamentation, and her face took on a gnarl and a writhe and a solidity of ugly woe that beat the other two and made even her father marvel. He cannot see us now, Conoran replied, but he will in a minute. Won't Fionn be glad when he sees us, said the three sisters. Then they joined hands and danced joyfully around their father, and they sang a song the first line of which is, Frian thinks he is safe, but who knows when the sky will fall? Lots of people in the Shi learned that song by heart, and they applied it to every kind of circumstance. End of chapter 2